Jones. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Oh, I need a box of tissues for how stuffy this movie is, but I'm doing all right. More than a hundred years ago, in a mountain village in Switzerland, lived a man whose strange experiments with the dead have since become legend. The legend is still told with horror the world over. It is the legend of the Curse of Frankenstein, which is like such a weird, like cool like little beginning part and then it leads into like the title so it's like it is the legend of the curse of <laughs> yeah so this is a hammer horror movie from 1957 yay it's hammer's first color horror movie okay i'm gonna get it on front street i like dracula ad when we did that yes and i said in that episode i'm surprised i like this because typically i'm not a hammer guy Beware of showers. This is the this is why I'm not a hammer guy. Look, and thankfully you like it, so no one can get pissed at throbbing as a whole. They can just get mad at me. <laughs> I, I I don't get it, people. It's people in way too many layers of clothes being proper talking in the parlor for 45 minutes of an hour and 20 minute movie. And it's like the old man kind of gruffles, like, well, I, I might be getting to bed now. Oh, we're so sorry, sir, that we might be keeping you up at this late hour. Oh, no, the pleasure is all mine here at your lovely abode. Were people scared of this movie? Like, these kind of movies when they came out? I mean, certain parts, yeah. Think about this. This is the 50s. Like, I know, that's what I'm trying to think brand of. New. But if you go back to the 30s, even when it's in black and white, you have more chilling stuff then. Well, it's a different take, I would say. The old school Frankenstein movies, it's all about the monster. This one, yeah. it's about the doctor. The Hammer Horror series did something very smart where they're like, well, let's look at Universal. They focused in on the monster. After Bride of Frankenstein, the original doctor's gone. Where yes. this one is like, well, let's follow Frankenstein, the doctor. Let's see what he does. And that's what like I like about the whole series as a thing is that like it just follows him as he goes on and he creates different creatures. Like eventually Frankenstein creates woman. Oh, I, we, we're never doing that one, right? Well, eventually. Year no. 10. Okay. <laughs> um. So, I'm going to be like your predator, and I promise I didn't intend to be like that. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. This was a good story. You like no, Frankenstein. I do. Like Frankenstein. I do like Frankenstein. This has Peter Cushing in it. This is Christopher Lee in it. Come on. No, this was... No, I'm sorry. I don't... I feel bad. I don't take joy in being like this on your picks. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is terrible. There's no blood and limbs flying everywhere. Greg yeah. the Dead doesn't like it. Exactly. I like that shit. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see stuffy people watching all throughout the movie. It's all about what they're doing. Frankenstein yeah, is bringing the dead back to life. Yeah, at the 40 minute mark. Well, he's hunting. Like, he's doing, he's like finding body parts. Him and Paul, like, are working together for, like, decades until Paul, like, realizes what he's doing and he bows out. But Frankenstein's too, like, wrapped up in, like, the experiment to know what he's doing isn't right. I felt like I was watching this movie for decades. It's only 83 minutes! 
Yeah, it took me forever to finish. I kept getting like 10 minutes at a time. Oh yeah, I'm done. I'll come back later. This is the third time I've watched this movie this year. The other two times I just did it for fun because I like it. There's no way you put this on for fun. There's no way. Twice this year already, I own it on DVD. I've shown you the DVD. Oh my god, okay. That's fine. (laughs) So, um, okay, I came off really negative. Because I am. But I'm going to get my positives out there. I think Peter Cushion kills it. He's really good. If he was in a different movie but acting this way, I would fucking love it. Like, if everything else was changed around. But he's like a shining example of what could go right with this. Peter Cushing is just so amazing. It's his movie. Because... Oh, definitely. Christopher Lee is great as the creature, but he's the creature, so he doesn't do a whole lot. Peter Cushing just chews the scenery. It's all about him. He's fucking the maid and the cousin. Yeah, we'll get to that, the cousin fucking of it all later. Um, Do you think Christopher Lee... Now, take a step back before you answer. Do you think he did do a good monster? Because I like Christopher Lee, but I won't lie. His monster left a lot to be desired, if you ask me. And I know... I'm not doing the, it doesn't look right, because the what we think of Frankenstein only comes from Universal. So I know it's not that. That's not what I'm saying. But just his performance and look of the mar- monster, did you enjoy? Yeah. Like, it's completely different. It's, like, almost, you feel super bad for the monster, like, the entire time. He has no idea what's going on. He was just, like, birthed, basically. And immediately he's being shot at, being chased and whatnot. It's like, not once is he like, or whatever. You know, like, I love his look. He looks like a dead body. He does look like a corpse, yes. Yeah. So, no, I like his performance, yes. Interesting. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You got some credits for me? Uh, Directed by Terrence Fisher, who also did the 1958 Dracula. He did The Mummy. He was a big um, hammer guy. And written by Jimmy Sangster, the gangster, um, who did basically, well, it looks like he wrote like a lot of what he did. So it looks like these guys teamed up for a lot of stuff. Oh, that's cool. I like when yeah. that stuff goes on. Well, it starts off with that big title card, like you mentioned, and this priest rides a horse to the asylum slash prison, am I correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, like a prison type thing it's a great like oil painting of the prison like on the hillside and the guy working like this man's raving are you sure you wish to see him and victor frankenstein sent for him because he's gonna be executed like tomorrow he goes if you don't believe me one hour from now i'll be dead well because the priest is like are you here to atone my son are you gonna confess your sins he's like god no You're the only one that would show up. You have to convince them of my story. So this whole movie is one of those story types of, like, at the very beginning, it's like, let me tell you my tale. And then they tell you the whole tale. And at the very end, it wraps up again at the end with the same people and whatnot. Yeah, and look, that's not bad. That works. And I actually really like young Victor, too. The the boy who plays, like, young him, I think is really funny. Because 
we find out he inherited his family fortune as a young boy when his parents died. And he's at the house and his aunt and cousin, uh, Elizabeth, show up to ask if he'll still be paying their allowance. Like, yes, yes, you'll still get receive it. And, like, he's just so dismissive. And he hires his own tutor. By the way, the aunt's, like, talked about the cousin. Like, she'll make a good wife someday. I did not realize she was talking about to him. Oh, yeah, this is just super stuffy, old-timey of, like, that would happen all the time for some reason. Of, like, oh, yes, our houses will be much stronger if you fuck your cousin. Yeah, why was cousin fucking a big thing back in the day? Victor like, has, like... Why does he to keep bloodlines pure like this? Oh, it's a European thing, right? Ask oh, the we're British. blaming the Europeans? Yeah, Europeans <laughs> did it. Um, But also, his cousin is a redhead, so... Kind of. But you have, she's a redhead. Okay. But still, it is your cousin, so, meh. <laughs> his tutor, Paul, arrives, and he hired him for himself, and years go by, and they've Well, they've been studying study. together. I love the thing, like, the um back and forth between them here, where it's like, yes, where is... uh. Mr. Frankenstein, Baron Frankenstein. Well, I'm the Baron. Okay, well, where's your father? Well, my father is dead. I <laughs> hired you! <laughs> Very blunt. Um, so years go by, they've been studying, and it cuts to, like, them kind of present day, and they're turning on all this equipment, there's lots of buzzing and bubbling, and they reanimate a dog. How horribly does Frankenstein age? Of he goes from, like, young, like, early teens to, like, late teens, early 20s, to Peter Cushing. Well, how old was Peter Cushing around here? I Did don't he know, always look like an old man? Peter Cushing's always looked like an old man to me. I also love that they gave Paul, like, at the very beginning, he's clean-shaven, so he looks super young, and then they slap a fake beard on him, so now he's old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this will do. Yeah. But it, it's all, they also mention, like, well, Paul told me all he could t- teach me within t- uh, two years. After that, we just kind of fucked around and learned what we wanted to learn until they honed in on bringing the dead back to life, which they start with, with boiling a puppy. Yeah. And so they are successful. And I love when it cuts them into the parlor after this, talking about their findings and the dog's just playing and they're throwing fetch with the dog that they brought back to life. Oh yeah. And the dog never comes back up. It's not like no. they keep the dog around. It's not like a pet cemetery thing where like church is growling in the corner kind of thing. No, the dog's just around, I guess it's fine. But Victor doesn't want to present to the medical federation yet because All we've done here is bring the dead back to life. He wants to create life. Well, because Paul immediately, because he is a surgeon and a scientist, his his mind immediately goes to, like, well, we can, like, almost stop people's hearts during surgery, and we can, like, really decrease bleed-outs, and, like, we can up the success rates of surgery. Like, think of all we can do. And Frankenstein's like, I want to sew body parts together and bring it to life. When you think about it, what is the practical reason for wanting to do this? Honestly, Paul's right. You're done. The end. Yeah. No, Frankenstein is just obsessed with his work, and at this point, insane. And Paul is against it, but he is convinced. I will say that phrase 50 times throughout this episode. Yeah, it's a lot of like, I don't know, but okay, I guess. You pay me, so... 
Uh, they go out that night and they cut down a man who was recently hung, Christopher Lee. Yeah, where they they mention he's been out there for like a week hanging. Of that body's not going to be in any kind of good shape, which we see later it's not. No, most definitely not. At the lab, Victor starts cutting him up and puts the head in acid, and they they want to applaud them. They know the head's not going to look good, and they do a very good job at just showing like the areas where it'll look okay. Well, this it's a new telling for the time of the Frankenstein story of they've updated it somewhat of like they're doing a beheading and what, but they're not quite there of showing it. So it's like the in-between period. This is also about the time Paul is really like, Oh, you're just like beheading people. And you're, this is like, you're having like your Sunday tea. Like, I don't know if I want to really hang out with you anymore, Victor. You kind of became weird. Yeah, he definitely has. And because we have a mummy in a tank. Where have we seen this before? That's the Rocky Horror picture tank. This is where Eddie's born. Yes, same tank. Rocky Horror. Um, at this moment, Cousin Elizabeth arrives, and she's arriving to stay. She meets Paul, and Vic- Victor shows up, too. Like, they're to be married, and I guess her mom's dead now, so she's just moving in. Well, because, like... Rand, like, Paul starts bringing up, like, I'm not sure about this, Victor, and he's like, Victor is like, immediately just cuts him off, like, I have the greatest idea, I'll be back tomorrow night, I'm gonna be gone for a day, and he leaves, and then, yeah, his redheaded cousin shows up, and is like, well, I'll be staying here, and nobody knows about this. No, and I love, he's like, her mom died, I'll be staying here, he goes, okay, we'll see you at dinner, and just leaves her there, like, doesn't make her feel at home or anything, like, okay, oh. bye. Like, she's just now pawned off on Victor. Yes. Paul's worried that Elizabeth may discover the experiment, and Vic- and he says her mind couldn't handle such a shock. Ah, oh, the 1950s. <laughs> oh, no, she that's just a poor little woman. However could she have thoughts? <laughs> Meanwhile, a woman wrote Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Paul's quitting. He's done with this. And... On the way out, he tries telling Elizabeth to leave. Um, she's like, I can't, we're engaged. And Vic, we cut to Victor in like the hallway making out with the maid Justine. And she says something about Victor, and he makes her call him Air Baron. <laughs> it's how he has to be addressed the whole time. Oh yeah, the whole time my cat throughout this entire movie kept running into the room thinking he's called. This is one of the reasons his name is Baron. And she goes, when are you going to marry me? More on that later. Well, yeah, it's just so great of, like, that he's known about this. The cousin has shown up to live there, like Frankenstein knows. And he's still, like, making out with the maid in the corridor. Yeah, look, there's a lot of, like... This is a hard movie to cover, Brett, because I don't just want to say all of the things they say, but that's mainly what happens. Well, it's a lot of dialogue. We... Elizabeth expresses interest in helping with the experiments, but maybe one day. And Victor's leaving again to go buy eyes from a coughing man, is all I can describe this as. Uh, <coughs> Oi, I got your eyes, big governor. <coughs> we said 20 shillings, right? Oh, no, we said 10 shillings for the pair. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, and why don't they show the coughing man? Because the coughing man's like, 
Christopher Lee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they made him seem like he was going to be this big man of mystery throughout the movie, but no, he's just the coughing man who sells eyeballs. Yeah, it's like, don't need to know what you're doing with the eyeballs. You would do each man their own. <laughs> um, Paul stops by the lab, and Victor gives him this big exposition dump about how the face will match the mind. Uh, if you have an angry, evil mind, you'll have an angry-looking face. If you have a smart mind, the face will match it. Which, there's no science behind this whatsoever, but that's all. Oh no, it's very much of like, a, a smart man will have a very distinguished face, like me, Sir Peter Cushing, with the yes. greatest drawn-in face of all time. Uh, next we get a visit from this odd-accented man, Professor Bernstein, who is very old... Very, very old. And he's visiting uh, Victor and Elizabeth. He's like, you know, no one talks, ever comes to see me anymore. Just setting up, he's alone and everything, but very brilliant. And he's like talking about Like an old, drunk, like, lonely man. Of like, thank you so much for, like, inviting me over to drink whiskey with you by your fireplace. While you, we, like, talk very stuffily of, like... Victor's cousin wife is like, oh, Victor will never leave the laboratory. And the old uh, professor man's like, ah, well, you know, maybe you're spending too much of your young years in the laboratory. It's like, oh, professor, you do not know what you've done. Now she doth use your words against me. <laughs> um, they're walking up the stairs because he's going to spend the night. He's showing him to his room. But Victor has him look at this painting on the wall. <laughs> what do you look at this here? And he looks at it. And Victor just pushes him over the banister down to the bottom floor. I just imagine this professor is just like, God fucking damn it. I'm drunk and I'm tired and I'm old. I just want to go to bed. Oh, yes. Look, a painting. Very nice, Victor. Like, please, may I go to bed now? But it's so great because he's like, maybe step back a little bit, professor. Oh my god, watch the railing as he, like, charges him and pushes him through the railing. He, the professor lands on his head. The yeah. part that Victor is after, the brain. Yeah, for being a scientist, like, you can drug his drink or something. No, push him off of the banister. After the funeral, Victor breaks into the mausoleum to get the brain. Paul shows up like, I thought you'd, I'd find you here. And he wrestles him for the brain, and it's swinging around in this bag that Victor has it in, and it smacks off a wall or two, and he's freaking out about it possibly being damaged. Well, it's in a glass jar in a bag. Because, like, it swings yeah. around and it smashes. And then, because at one point, Victor's, like, picking glass out of it, trying his best. He's rubbing his head like, ha, 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 ha. So stuffy. Oh, try so hard. So many layers. It's so hot. Victor's having trouble in the lab, and he goes to ask Paul for help because he can't do it alone. And as he's talking to Paul, the tank is just draining on its own, and lightning strikes. And the tank drains out, and the mummy wrapped up in the tank breathes. Yeah, so it's almost like happens by itself. Because all yeah. of a sudden, they like go back to the lab... And it's the big reveal of, like, at first, it looks like it's going to be, like, Karloff Frankenstein. Of, like, it's the flat top with the dark hair. And then he pulls his face, like, mask off. His face wrappings. And it just looks like a corpse with, like, a fuck ton of, like... Like, they say, like, his face has been fucked up by birds and bugs. 
It looks like old Greg, the old internet thing where you're doing in my waters. That's what he looks like. I'm old Greg. Yeah, that's what he looks like. <laughs> but, um, the monster attacks Victor, is like strangling him. Dude, Peter Cushing's face is hysterical as he's being strangled here. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like almost like theater acting of like he's on the stage, like over remote so the people in the back can see. Paul saves him as the monster collapses. Victor's like, I did it, Paul! They Later, they cut to them having the monster strapped down, and Paul wants to destroy it on the spot here. And Victor's all mad. That's because you damaged the brain. Your fault. Yeah, like, I had a perfect specimen, Paul. You did this. Your fault. Bad. Bad, Paul. Later, they go back to the lab, and the lab is trashed, and the monster is gone. Yeah, and we get the, instead of a little girl and her dad, it's a young boy and his blind grandpa? Yes. Just wandering through the woods. How terrifying for this grandfather of, like, your guide is this young child, even if it is your grandson. Young kids can be shitheads sometimes. Like, I'm going to leave grandpa (laughs) to the lake and he won't know. Like, he's going to fall in horse shit. It's going to be funny. But the grandpa sits down to take a rest while the boy goes to the lake to collect. I don't know what he's actually collecting in his little satchel. No, I don't know. It's like white things on the ground. Mushrooms? But the monster shows up and the grandpa's talking to it like it's the grandson. You're back already. Couldn't have got too many. It takes him way too long to realize this large creature is not his grandson. But it scares the man. The man falls down and instantly goes to the I'm just a poor blind man. Don't attack me. As like... He holds up a stick, and the monster just snaps the stick, and then does the way they love killing in this movie. Fucking sucks. He reaches out with his hand, and there's a scream and a cut. Well, of course. It's the 50s. You can... They were strangling and doing more than this in the 20s and 30s. Eh. I mean, sometimes. He reaches out and kills him with the force, apparently. Yes. But we have two Star Wars actors in this movie. Yes. It's, you know what's wild? Is they're the same age and they're different trilogies? Like, that's just, like, insane. Yeah. And Peter Cushing still always looks so old. Like, when yes. he's Grandma Tarkin, it's just like, that's an old grandpa. <laughs> Paul and Victor in the woods tracking the monster. You see the boy's bag on the ground. He's going on the count, by the way. Ooh. Um, they find the monster, and Paul, with a shotgun, somehow has a dead eye, shoots the monster right in the eyeball. And Victor's mad. He's like, you're a hell of a shot, aren't you, Paul? Couldn't have <laughs> shot anywhere else! Nope! Had to destroy the brain! They bury the body, and what I think is the next day, I believe, um, Paul's leaving, and Victor has the body in the lab. He goes, I'll give you life again! Well, because even later, like, because Paul sees the monster again, and he's like, we killed it! And Victor's like, yes, but do you not remember, I know how to bring things to life, so, no biggie. The life left, and I'm putting it back. Yeah. Justine, the maid, convinced Victor, like, I heard you're going to marry that, that woman! I thought we were going to get married. Victor's the maid's mean asshole in the world just starts laughing at her. He goes, back to your work. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pregnant. She drops on him. And Victor's like, well, 
say that it's any of the other men in the village. You wouldn't be lying. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's going to tell Elizabeth about him and her, and she's going to tell the authorities about what you're doing in the lab. And he's like, what am I doing in the lab? And she never answers. He goes, no one will believe you. They just want proof. She's like, I'll get proof. And then he's like, you can, uh, I expect you out in the morning. Which, like, why don't you say leave immediately? Because you just said you want to get proof. All the proof is here. So leave now. Because they're very proper and she's a live-in maid, I believe. So I don't think he could. That would oh. that would be improper, Brett. After your tear biscuits. Yes. And you pray, you pray to the queen. Dude. So it's super late at night. It, by the looks of it, it's like two or three in the morning, if I had to guess. Justine's sneaking into the lab late at night. The light's still on under the door, though, so she hides around the corner. And Victor walks out and leaves. I want to take a second here, though. Victor is still in his puffy, like, <laughs> clothes. His weird little, like, frilly tie thing. I don't even know what it's called that people wore back then. And yeah. all this... He's at his home in the middle of the night, I would kill myself if I lived back then. Oh god, if I'm home alone, I'm just wearing comfy shorts, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. But she's sneaking around the lab trying to find her proof, and she's distracted by a guinea pig, because it's quite <laughs> cute, it's adorable. But then Victor locks the outside door, he knew she was there the whole time, locks her in, and the monster shows up and gets her. Also reaches out and kills her, not seen. She, he just knows at this point of like, well, the monster is insane and is like bloodthirsty, of course, because it's the monster. So yeah, I'll take care of this issue. And we cut to a breakfast scene with Elizabeth and Victor and Elizabeth saying how she's invited Paul to the wedding. And you think Victor's mad, but he's like, no, that's great. I hope he comes. I have something I'd like to show him. And it's just the entire time. It's v Victor Peter Cushing just buttering little tiny pieces of bread the entire time, very properly. <laughs> Dude, I can hear how overcooked that toast is. You know what I mean when you have toast that's too toasty and you can hear it scraping when someone's putting butter on it? Yeah. yeah don't eat that. Come on. Well, the maid's gone. He had to make his own toast. He doesn't <laughs> know how to... He had to go to food libraries. Uh, it's the day before the wedding, and a bunch of guests are over, and I do love this drunk man who's oh just practicing God. his toasts, and he takes a drink after every fake toast he gives. To the bride! <laughs> to the bridesmaids! And his wife finds him, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm practicing for the speech. And she's like, that's not till tomorrow. Come along! And he's, like, so sad, like, he has to walk away from what looks like just a giant pitcher of brandy. Yes, exactly. I just love he keeps scooping it into his little glass. He's just drinking it the entire night. It's just, and his wife is like, no, no, no. <laughs> Everyone leaves, and Victor's immediately back to work, and Elizabeth's even like, it's our wedding eve. He goes, come on, we're not young lovers, and he just goes upstairs. It's just like, I, I could imagine, like, me and Liz are like, we're, being, we're going to be married. And I'm like, we get done, like, the rehearsal or whatever. And then I immediately run upstairs just to watch, like, the new Red Letter Media episode. Or, like, work on Throbbing with Horror. And you're, she's like, where, where are you going? It's like, oh, come on, we're over all this hogwash. I mean, the watch and stuff, I understand not doing that. But if, it, if we have to record, we have to record. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, exactly. The wedding, the wedding can be postponed today. <laughs> but Paul arrives. He was late. And Elizabeth's excited to see him. And goes, oh, he was hoping you'd come. He said he had something to show you. He's in the lab. And Paul goes, and Victor shows him how the monster is now. And he's just a sad monster in the corner, chained to the wall. Yeah, and he has had, like, major brain surgery. He has this giant, like, part of his hair cut out. You see, like, a giant U where there's, like, the skull's been removed. Yeah. And he has him stand up and come to me. And they act like this is, like, the feet of a marvel. I'm like, dude, every dog in the world can do this. Well, even Paul mentions something of, like, this is your brilliant mind. And once again, Vincent's like, you motherfucker. Victor's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. I had the perfect brain. You th- you're the one that fucked it up and put glass shards all through it. Victor's saying, I will never stop. No matter what happens, I will just get a new brain. I will get new parts. I will do this forever. And Paul, at this point, he goes, I'm doing what I should have done before. I'm going to the authorities. Him and Victor have a scuffle. Paul throws him into a post. Victor's selling it great. And he leaves. Victor chases after him. And they run out. Elizabeth's like, what's all this commotion? Realize they ran from the lab. She goes up into the lab. As she's going up, the monster breaks his chain from the wall. This whole time, if I'm Paul, hanging out with Victor, and he keeps talking about wanting a brand new, brilliant brain, and Victor keeps staring at his head, I'm leaving if I'm Paul. I'm like, I'm, I'm the next most brilliant brain to your own. So, I'm getting out of here and moving my brain to another country. <laughs> Outside, the fighting and arguing continues, but Paul and Victor see the monster up on the like the balcony on the roof, and Paul runs to the village for help as Victor runs back into the house. Victor gets to the balcony, and he shoots at the monster, but accidentally hits Elizabeth, who's followed the monster out oh. there. Oh my god, Victor grabs, it's like, it's like a handgun, but it's a double-barreled handgun. And it's like, yeah, the monster is grabbing Elizabeth, which I'm just mentioning also, Elizabeth, that's my wife's name. We always like yes. to mention when we get a Liz or an Anna. Um, and she's also a redhead, so it's very much uh, works. But the monster grabs Elizabeth, and Victor shoots, and of course shoots Elizabeth, and then has doesn't care whatsoever. No. <laughs> shoots again, kind of gets the monster. And then we get, like, an early burn scene. Yeah, he throws the candle on the monster. The monster catches on fire. The close-up shot, it's... They literally have a fire, and Christopher Lee standing, like, four feet behind it. But they're shooting the scene through the fire. So, as he stands there and, like, holds his face and everything, But then, they cut to someone who actually is on fire, who jumps through the window and falls right into the acid pit. Yes, and of course, now that means that all of the evidence is all burned up. Within half an hour, everything was gone. No one believes me. It cuts back to Victor uh, in the prison cell t- telling the priest the whole story. Yep. Back there, our wraparound story. And he has another visitor, though. And Paul comes to see him with Elizabeth. I guess she's with Paul now, pretty much. And Which they always oh. seem to have better chemistry anyway, to be honest. Yeah, since the very moment they met, it was like, oh yeah, these two are much better together. Of, like, Paul and Elizabeth were just waiting to get rid of Victor. That's why they just want to, like, they lie about this. They're like, we just want to be alone. 
And Paul denies knowing anything about this monster. He's even like, you mean the people you murdered? <laughs> and he's just selling it. And Victor lunges at Paul, chokes him, but he's restrained by the guards. Paul and Elizabeth leave. And the guards come and get Victor. And you see a guillotine being tested in the background as credits roll on the curse of Frankenstein. And this version of Frankenstein survives throughout many movies. So I, didn't I believe I believe that the um like right around of him being like guillotined is that he tricked them somehow where like a guard took his place. Well they never show him like being put in there. No. So he could have just ran at the last second. I don't know. He got away. Oh yeah, but it was uh, they mention it in one of the movies of like we thought you were dead. He's like, "No, I tricked a guard." And yep. That would be the end of the movie now. It's it's something. It's it's very fancy. I get why people like these movies. It's just it's just really not for me, like these kind. I I can see that I think it's okay. I think it's fine. And look, usually you're the one offending all of our British listeners. It's it's on me this time. I know they hold the hammer horror movies very proud. They're like their pride and joy over there. Well, that's why I feel like I can tease them a little bit here and there. Is because I do love their culture and their like stuff so much. Of like, I love the Hammer Horror movies so much. Anytime it's like, oh, what's next week on Fingoolie? A Hammer Horror movie? Fuck yes! Like, I love these stuff. I'd be as stuffy as you want. Uh, you got any final thoughts? I feel like it's a very interesting take on the Frankenstein story. It's not just the same old drawn-out thing once again. It's much more focused on Victor than the monster, and how Victor is just so, like, single-minded, just tunnel vision, straight ahead, like, pushing away all of his loved ones or anyone that cares about him, of just, like, I want to do this one thing that will make me great. Yeah, I, I see what they're doing with the focusing on Victor thing. I just wish Victor would do some more stuff worth focusing on. Not sit around and argue with Paul for approximately 20... Uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Approximately 20 minutes if you add it all together of this movie. Right. Yeah, I know. Alright, Count of the Dead? Yes, get to the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Alright, that's Robin the Horror Count of the Deads, where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with the Curse of Frankenstein? Um, do you count the monster dying and then being brought back and dying again? I counted him once. Okay. Because I, I looked at the him dying and coming back as almost like a revival. Yeah. Okay. Not a rebirth. Um, there was only a few. I'm going to say four. I'd say you're very close. We got five. Nice. All right. I'll never argue with more death. <laughs> What's Greg's count of the dead? Ah, ah, ah. And now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie one through ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. So, Greg. Yes. This is a very, like we've said many times, this is a very stuffy British horror movie. It's Hammer. Yes. I, I love the stuff. You're not a huge fan of the stuff. Well, I love the stuff. I don't like the stuff. Enos. Yes. 
I'm going to go with versions of tea. Okay. For our British listeners. Um, so a number Dude, one do version you know, of like, tea. They don't drink like iced tea over there, apparently. Like, I think it's weird that you can buy a jug of tea. Really? Well, yeah, yeah they, like all their tea's hot. Like, it's more like coffee. Yeah, I mean, I'll drink hot tea once in a while. Yeah. Like my raspberry iced tea. Oh, no, well, that will come into the ratings. Oh, okay. Um, so a number one version of tea, the worst version of tea. I do not like McDonald's sweet tea whatsoever. It's like you're chewing it. It's like syrup. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's so sweet. And I even like sweet tea. A number 10 version of tea, my favorite kind of tea, and this is just brought from the Mention Z's favorite kind of tea, is the Richie's um, Lemonade Tea 50-50 half and half stuff. I love Richie's. It's so good. I have some in my fridge right now. All of our British listeners are like, he's offended the queen with this. <laughs> I, to say also, I do enjoy a nice Earl Grey. I do enjoy a nice sleepy time tea from time to time. But those are yeah. specialty ones, you know. Specialty um, ones. Oh! Uh, peace tea is also a close second. Um, I really do love The Curse of Frankenstein. Like I've said, this is like my third time watching it this year. I watched it two other times just for fun. Um, and it's one of Hammer. I feel it's like one of the great Hammer movies, especially from the Frankenstein series. Because uh, the other ones, uh, most of it is just how good Peter Cushing is, and the rest of the stuff isn't as good as in this one. If I remember right, it's been a minute since I've seen a few of them. This is so hard. I'm going to give The Curse of Frankenstein nine versions of tea out of ten. So this is like the peace tea of teas for me. Of like, oh yeah, I love, yeah, Richie's isn't available, I am perfectly happy with Gabe grabbing a piece tea, which is this movie. The Curse of Frankenstein is just so good to me. Holy shit, a nine. Yeah, I really do. I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, you know what? I love the performances. I love Cushing in this. Man. Okay. Well, we'll see I you love guys what next they week. do with the story. <laughs> Craig, what did you rate it? Uh, and Unless you have anything else, man. <laughs> well, come on, man. What's your ratings from Dimension Z? Uh, I went... So I went and poured some tea. And it was okay. It's kind of nasty. I could tell it wasn't very good anymore. There's chunks in it. Yeah, I got... A bag uh, broke open half, in it. Two and a half teas out of ten. Oh, I was expecting, like, one, so... No, because I can recognize parts of it are good. I will... Probably never watch this. I, I guarantee I'll never watch this movie again. Um, I probably would not have finished this movie if I was not a requirement. Well, it's the fact, like, Greg kept saying, like, I have, like, ten minutes left. Like, at one point, he's like, yeah, like, I watched, like, twenty minutes of it. Like, it took him a, a while to get through it. It's like, it's an 83-minute movie, Greg. It, it was, uh, it was an effort. Well, I appreciate your effort and indulging me. And my stuffy oh, British movie. I'll just wait. I'm going to somehow get you back for this one. Well, you've we already at least got me back. Because we've already covered Predator. Uh, you made me watch the Nightmare remake after that. That's horror. Yeah, now we're back at this now. So <laughs> now for your, your stuffiness, you'll have to pay one day. Unless you have anything else, man. No, that's it. 
All right, well, we hope that the curse of Frankenstein has left your brain throbbing with horror. All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, and come back for next week for the next episode.